Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? Ready. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Jordan with the white headband and the braids on the far side. High pulled socks, gives to Gobert. Rotates the corner to Ingles. Quick release, three for Joe is good. Stolen by Conley. Given to Bogdanovich. Leaves it back to Conley. Catch and shoot off balance, three, and he got it. Bogdanovich flares it back out to Conley for three. There's highlights from the win over the Suns on Monday. The Jazz are going to play the Clippers in a preseason game tonight. The third and final preseason game, and then we're on to the real deal. The Zones coverage will start at 7 o'clock with pregame show, Jazz Game Night, tip-off at 8 o'clock. PK, going to be watching for anything special tonight, or just watching the NFL game? I'm just going to be watching just flat-out joy that they're playing basketball, and they're only one game away from counting. That's what I was watching, and we'll be watching in the exhibitions and the exhibition tonight, yeah. Ready to see them count, and that'll be in Portland next week on Wednesday. It'll be the BYU Bowl game on Tuesday, and then the Jazz opener Wednesday. Uh, the rookie big man, Udoke Azubuike, Doke, Doke, is out tonight. Left knee soreness. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. You know, being in the team that trusted me, believed in me, took care of me, took care of my family, uh, took care of me financially. Uh, you know, I always want to give back. I always want to give back. And I've been trying to give back since day one that I've been here. Giannis Antetokounmpo there talking to reporters after he agrees to the contract extension. He says uh, his two chief goals over the next five years, quote, have kids and have a championship. That's all I want. I just want to have kids, be able to raise my kids and win a championship. After that, my life's complete. I can retire in five years. Nah, I'm joking. They never retire early, PK. There's a handful of guys, and that's mostly in football. In basketball, boy, you got anybody who's walked away from the game early? It's a short list if you've got somebody. Me. (laughs) Gordon Hayward suffered an avulsion fracture of his fifth metacarpal on his right shooting hand. Uh, the His new team, the Hornets, were playing the Raptors, and they lost 112-109, not that that matters. Hornets said that Hayward's return will be based on his pain tolerance and comfort level. So, new team, injury, we've heard that before, but this isn't nearly as bad as the last one, so there's that. Uh, yeah, I'm not a doctor. I don't know what this means as far as uh, his ability to return to the floor, but I wish him well. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. This team is special, and, and I, it, the season is not over. I want everyone out there to just to take a deep breath. I know it's it's kind of crazy right now, but just take a deep breath. We've got time, and so that's my mindset too. Take a deep breath. Let's get ready to go this week. That's Ben Roethlisberger. Echoes of uh, of uh, the Packers' slow start a few years ago, and Aaron Rodgers telling everyone to relax, just relax. Steelers need a running game. That'll fix a lot of things. It's a special team. It's a very good team with absolutely <laughs> no running game. That's unusual. 
That's going to be your mantra for the rest of the Steelers season on huh? the running game. Uh, yeah, it is. Okay. Kyle Whittingham says, my goal is to make them one-dimensional. And you, you got that goal achieved the second you walk on the field with those guys until they get it figured out. Chargers and Raiders tonight. That's the NFL game at 620. You can listen to the game here on the Zone Sports Network. All the Raider games are here. Lincoln Kennedy. Uh, we won't talk to him going into a game. We'll talk to him Friday coming out of a game. It'll be a little unusual. The Raiders have been struggling, dropping to the very fringe, if you're a Raider fan, or pretty much out, if you're not a fan, of the uh, of the playoff race here. Things were going pretty well, and then they lost to the Chiefs, and now they lost three out of four and, and barely got past the Jets for that one win. It has been a bad month for the Silver and Black. NFL owners have delayed a decision on implementing a 17-game regular season. Owners opted to push back the move until early in 2021. They're trying to figure what to do. They did agree in collective bargaining talks. They have the right to do it. What it's going to look like, uh, what are they going to do with the preseason if they extend the regular season, all those things uh, need to be hashed out. From the reporting we've seen so far, some people want to keep the four preseason games. Some people want to go to two or three. So we'll have to figure all that out. Drew Brees has been cleared to resume practicing. Head coach Sean Payton said Brees still has a way to go in his recovery. 11 fractured ribs, the punctured lung. The quote is, he's got a ways to go, and he's someone we're just not going to hurry back and just put him in a game. I think the significance of the injuries is such you've got to make sure he can function and feel confident. Saints and Chiefs this week in a game that's basically a national TV game, second half of the CBS doubleheader. And, of course, the Chiefs only have one loss. Big test for Taysom Hill. I think every game's a test for Taysom Hill. He still has to prove himself. Detroit Lions center, Frank Ragnow, fractured his throat in their loss to the Packers Sunday, and he finished the game despite barely being able to talk. A vocal cord contusion, or at least I guess that's what it resembles. His eating and breathing is obstructed. Being able to talk is unobstructed, excuse me. His eating and breathing is unobstructed. Being able to talk is the issue. It's a fairly significant issue right there. Fractured throat sounds brutal. Could you imagine if that would have happened to a soccer player? Be dead. (laughs) I mean, theoretically, they wouldn't have had to carry him off on a stretcher. (laughs) That priest would have come out and administered last rites. Oh, yeah, someone just dig a hole there, then they'd bury him in the center circle, and then just keep going. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. When we only had two teams selected for a national championship and you weren't in it, the impact on your brand or the esprit de corps of your conference wasn't that large. When it went to four and you're left out, that's a bigger deal. Uh And and I've certainly felt that pressure. Um, You go to eight, what are the outcomes there? Um, is that the right number? I just don't go to eight in my mind automatically as the solution. That's SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey on expanding. <laughs> he just doesn't go there in his mind, PK. His solution is why don't you guys get better? And if you're undefeated, our two <laughs> yeah. lost teams will get in front of you anyway. <laughs> That's pretty much like Bill Gates saying, we need to shut down the world. I don't know that he's going to suffer financially. I don't know that Greg Sankey's going to suffer financially with his conference here. So he doesn't have any credibility. He'd be the last guy I'd be interested in hearing what he has to say. Well, I get that because I think his motivation is going to be real low, but I also think he's the guy who's going to block it. But I guess you don't need to hear him say it because I figured he was going to block it before he said anything. So it didn't really change anything there. 
Uh, meanwhile, American Athletic Conference Commissioner Michael Oresco just blasting the playoff committee. I never thought I'd say it, but if this continues, bring back the BCS and the computers because it'd be a fairer system than what I'm seeing now. This is the seventh year of the CFP, and it does appear the deck is stacked against us and other group of five teams. Thank you, Captain Obvious. Yes, it is. Well, I don't believe in the word fair, and now you're going to introduce the word fairer? <laughs> All right, and now the College Athlete Bill of Rights, proposed by a couple of senators, Booker of New Jersey, Blumenthal of Connecticut, would create sweeping changes for college sports, including provisions that force some schools to share revenue with some of the athletes, guarantee lifetime scholarships to athletes in good academic standing, and establish health and safety rules enforced by hefty fines for violators. Also set up a fund to cover some out-of-pocket medical expenses for current and former athletes. Yeah, I'm all I'm fine with all that. But the thing that I don't understand, if some people propose and want to get involved in sports, well, don't you have better things to do? But then when others get and do it, it's all great. I, I, I don't understand. Why is somebody can do it and it's awful and somebody else does it and it's great? Uh, it depends on if you like the people who are doing it and it depends on if the stuff that's going to be done if you like it or not. And there it is. Thank you. You get to you get to complain without really addressing the issue. And, you know, if you've got a weaker hand in the issue, that's a good debate technique. I'm going to complain about something else and switch the topic. I mean, they can propose whatever they want. Doesn't feel like anything's going to pass anyway. How's that for some cynicism? No, nothing. Oh, something will, but very little. Like really? A, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, as long, I can't argue as, with as it. long as there, as long as there's a filibuster and one party doesn't have sixty votes, well, that's not going to happen. It's going to be hard to pass stuff. There's a very short list of stuff that both parties seem to want to move through. And this is something that both parties wouldn't want to move through. Uh, that'd be my guess, but I don't know for sure. Okay. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener. It's Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Time now to talk with Andrew Reinhardt, Wasatch Medical Clinic. Andrew, good to have you back. Hey, good to hear your voices. How are you? I'm always hearing your voice. You are everywhere, my man. But you know what? People have issues, and they need help. And, uh, I mean, you joke about it becoming a mental issue, but it does. So yeah. people need the help. Yeah, absolutely. There's so many guys struggling with erectile dysfunction. And when we first started talking about our treatments a few years ago, uh, you know, we had some complaints. It's kind of taboo. Guys are sensitive to this. But we want to communicate about it more because it's ultimately about improving relationships by removing uh, erectile dysfunction. Wasatch Medical uses this acoustic wave therapy, and it's getting better and better. Um, it's FDA registered now. There's over 40 clinical studies proving that we can regrow blood vessels. That is what erectile dysfunction is. It's a blood flow problem. That's what we're treating. And of course, the big takeaway is no pills. I haven't met anybody yet. Uh, I, not one person that wants to take the pill for erectile dysfunction, so we're getting them off of those. Uh, tell us about the clinical studies. The science page on our website, if anybody is really into the data, go to the science page at wasatchmedicalclinic.com, and, you know, you've got 40 clinical studies. Uh, the American Urological Association wrote one. I think 600 men were tested. At the end of it, 
they concluded it's safe, it's effective, it reversed erectile dysfunction, or at least drastically improved it. So the science is sound. I mean, we're not the only ones saying this works. This can work if you're looking for better function in the bedroom, more frequency. This can be for you. How do people get a hold of you? Well, you can uh, go to that website, wasatchmedicalclinic.com, or you can call us right now and do this screening with the doctor, which is a test, exam, blood flow, ultrasound even, all free. And we're throwing in a little uh, holiday gift that produces instant results in the bedroom. Never seen that fail, by the way. So uh, give us a call now. It's all free. Wasatch Medical, 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. The number, 801-901-8000. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you, guys. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Jerry Signer Cadillac. Get 0% financing for up to 72 months, plus a $2,500 purchase allowance. On a new 2021 XT4, XT5, or XT6, shop your way at Jerry Signer Cadillac. Question of the morning. Are you cool with the NCAA allowing transfers to be immediately eligible? Revolutionary, PK. It's taking a long time to get to the revolution. But here it is. No more of this four years at one school and... The coaches running kids off. All of that has changed, and now it seems like people think, hey, coaches want the scholarships back, and kids really want to play, so let's just get on with it and not worry about it anymore. It's a, uh, it's a change in mindset, and I'm good with it because I think a lot of kids do want to play, and I think a lot of coaches do want the scholarship back, so let's get on with it. Well, you realize that they've been doing this for a long time in all the sports, but men's basketball and football and I think uh, women's basketball. So you already could do it in most of the other sports. So it's not really revolutionary in that respect because it's been going on for a good long while. Uh, so I, I, I think there's some unintended consequences that we're not aware of that will come to pass. And uh, not everything is just 100% great. You have mentioned this before, and I believe it to be true, that this is going to help the Alabamas and the Clemsons of the world uh, and the way it's going to help them is they're going to have more scholarships to give, and they're already getting most of the of the high end athletes, and now they're just going to get more of them. You know, if you can uh, if you can have twenty five scholarships a year and eighty five total, you're probably averaging eighteen to twenty scholarships a year. But if you have kids leaving the program as freshmen and sophomores, you can recycle some of those. And now you're giving twenty two, twenty three, and that just means you're bringing in more four and five star kids. So for college football, which is the big thing, right? It is the absolute money driver of all. We understand that. What difference does this make? Is this just like, well, if I want to make it more competitive, if I want to eliminate the play for close plays at first base, I move the bag of back back a foot. And it sounds good, but what's going to change? Yes, I think college football has a real issue here. We love it. The nation loves it. Uh, it's it was just awesome on Saturdays with the, the pageantry. And I mean, to me, when I see that, whoever, whatever you call like the band leader, when he or she comes high stepping out on the field, for some reason, it just, it takes me back to my youth, even though there's really no connection to my youth. Somehow, <laughs> somehow. Wait a minute. All right. That made no sense. I know, but somehow 
it seems like it's warm and charming. And so, I'm I think back you... with my father, although my father and I never once went to a college game when I was a kid because we didn't have the money. I think the very first game we attended together was when I bought the ticket for the like the 1982 Fiesta Bowl and I took him. <laughs> okay, but see, that's still a good memory. That's still, okay, it's not your childhood, but it's decades ago. And I think what it comes down to is it's familiar. And in an uncertain world, we love the familiar. It could be your favorite breakfast cereal. Hey, I defaulted to food. Who's shocked? It could be your favorite breakfast cereal. It could I don't be, have one. It could be, uh, yeah, I don't either. I don't need breakfast cereal. Uh, but, it, but it could be your favorite sandwich. It could be your favorite deli sandwich. It could be uh, a movie theater you've always gone to. I remember there's a theater in Santa Barbara, Arlington. If there's a big movie coming out, it doesn't matter Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, whatever the latest Marvel thing is, it's there. They're all there. They're all there for Except decades. Except I don't have any favorite memories like you do. I didn't grow. Well, I, didn't, I didn't grow up as a Walton. And, yeah. and, and well, my yeah. father was working two jobs. We didn't go to games. Okay. There is no warm memory there for me. Yeah, I think what we just heard in your I, – I get that you don't have the warm memory at 10 that I have, but that was a warm memory taking your dad One to game. the game. And I didn't see the, the, the high-stepping <laughs> drum major. It makes no sense. I'm fully admitting it makes zero <laughs> okay. sense. So what is the problem that we have? The unintended consequences, I think this is going to make better teams better. But it's also going to have kids. We've seen, we've seen multiple players who aren't playing at Utah go up to Utah State the last two years and get to play. And it looks like those players made Utah State better. I no, assume no, they haven't. They went like seven and six, and this year they've sucked. No, they were still really their made... receiver. I mean, they might they not have deal, been seven that... and six last year. They might have been uh, four and eight and no bowl games. But you don't know that. Well, no, of Se- course you don't. Seven know and that. six is not good enough for the fan base. For the individual, it's great. But for, for us as the fans, what difference does this make? That's my point. Well, I don't think it makes much difference. If it doesn't make a difference to us and it's good for the kids, then why not do it? They are going to do it. Right. No one's saying not do it. I'm still asking, what difference does it make? I get it. Do it for the kid. Let's do it for the kids. They are the children. The children are our future. Sing uh, it. Whatever, whatever. I don't even know what, what, what goes beyond that. I would if I knew it. But I, I stumbled to even get to that point. But so, yeah, I'm all for it for the youngsters. But as far as the fans and the, any change in balance, college football has a real issue in that it's the same teams. This morning I get up early because I can't sleep late, and I check out what's going on. And I read the top 10 of recruiting uh, winners. Mm-hmm. And it's all the same freaking teams every year. It's getting worse, not better. The uh, I wondered how the Utes got a four-star running back out of Tampa. And uh, you know Matt Coma. He was uh, the sports producer at Channel 2 last night. And we had a little time, and we were, we were clicking around. It's like, how come a four-star kid from Tampa doesn't end up at uh, one of the local schools? You know, why doesn't Florida want him? And it's because they got a five-star. Exactly. And get this, <laughs> their five-star is a transfer from Clemson. <laughs> it's someone who at Clemson can't get past another five-star, so he's going to Florida. So Florida right. doesn't need this four-star, and Kyle Whittingham and his staff go in and get him. Well, Joe Burrow doesn't go to Indiana. He goes to LSU. Justin Fields, I think, leaves Georgia, doesn't go to Georgia Tech. He goes to Ohio State. There's a clear pecking order, people. 
and it's it, well, it's it's a complete and total have versus most the majority of have nots. There's no Cinderella in college football. There's no March Madness. Not even anything close to March Madness. You know, Locke cracks on baseball because Mike Trout doesn't bat four times. Yeah, and LeBron. He, he wins and gets to the finals all the time. It's the same type of deal. You know, we don't get to see the the 220 hitter come up with a big clutch double that we remember since 1978, 79, Bucky Bleep and Dent. That doesn't happen in the NBA, and it doesn't happen in college football. And we as a society, we love the Cinderella, except it's not there in college football. So when it starts hurting interest in college football, will they change the rules so there's a chance for it to happen? Because it's not like college football has been crushed by this. College football is bigger than it was 30 years ago. Oh, I, don't, I, th- I think everything is. So they just Except- have no incentive to change then. Hey, we're getting bigger. We're, you know, our, our money train is, uh, is filling up. Well, how are you going to change it? I mean, change what? What are you going to change? Gonna start allocating people to, to players to, to schools. <laughs> a college draft. No, I don't think so. Yeah, so I don't know that you can change it. I'm all for the rule, so don't misunderstand that. I've been and pay them. I say have it a free for all. Pay them whatever. Great. I just don't think much is gonna change. The same schools are gonna do what they do. And in five years from now, Arizona's gonna hire another coach. That would make a good pool. Pick the date Arizona introduces. The date of the next Arizona press conference to introduce their next coach. Five is the uh, average uh, time, right? Uh, I'd have to check the math on that. That's probably true. I mean, I just ballparked it. I think for Arizona, uh, Rich Rod had a little success success and was there a little longer. Oh, yeah, he had some off-the-field issues. Yep. Todd says, once you have schools paying players, won't this just turn into free agency for players? Go where they pay the most without penalty. So your SEC and huge booster schools will just take all the best talent every year? They already are. With the exception of Texas, who can't get it right. But, yes, they already are. <laughs> I, I If you look at the top ten, I can call it up here. The top ten, Iowa State, that's the outlier. I mean, the other schools, I mean, that's, okay, the Big 12's got a school in there that isn't normally there. Oh, the top ten. Who gives a crap? That's because they have they have a quarter from a quarterback from Phoenix. Lots of people have quarterbacks from Phoenix. They don't all make the top ten. Hey, uh, Cincinnati, I guess. Okay, so oh, yeah, but Oklahoma does, and yeah. they have a quarterback from Phoenix. And the rest of the top ten is Oklahoma, Georgia, and Florida, and A and M, and Ohio State, and blah blah blah. Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame. Great. But we still love it, and we still watch it. I wonder how much people will just turn their expectations from, well, the playoff really is just the, just the SEC Invitational. And Ute fans are very focused on winning a Pac-12 championship. And if that leads to a playoff, great. If that leads to a Rose Bowl, I expect they will flock to the Rose Bowl like they flock to the Fiesta Bowl. Right. That's my goal for the Devils. I'm not worried about any playoff. They don't get anywhere near the top ten. It's to go to the Rose Bowl, and it's happened twice in almost 50 years. Well, what are we at, 40-something or other when they joined? 78? So do the math. What's 43. That? 43. 43. Years. So we still have a little ways to go before we get to 50. I want one more before I'm 50, or not I'm 50, that it's 50 in the league. I, I'm not that greedy. Just give me one in the next seven. I'll take it. And I'm serious. If you, you could guarantee me one in the next seven, 
I'd sign it right now. <laughs> well, that's way better than the average of one every 21 years. Good decision by you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right. And I, th- I think that's a legitimate goal for the Pac-12. That's true. Playoff? I'm not talking about playoffs. All right. Jim Moore Sr. I like it. <laughs> I rode an elevator with Jim Moore Sr. in Manhattan Beach. Well, it's actually Hawthorne, but the Marriott doesn't describe it as Hawthorne. They say it Manhattan Beach, but right, it's on the border and it's actually in Hawthorne, but they don't want to admit that. Brian says, absolutely. If the coaches have the ability to move freely to other programs without delay, then so should the students. Yeah, I agree. That that's That's not the issue for me. Jack says only if they have very good reason and not for greener pastures. Jack wants to restrict movement. You know, the one thing we have seen in March Madness, and in, and I, I don't know that this will translate to football, but in March Madness we have seen the advantage for the Cinderella's, you know, with the, uh, with the transferring and the one and done. Some of the power schools, their roster is in such turmoil and – they don't build the familiarity to win. And so I think that helps the, uh, some of the, quote-unquote, the non-Power Fives, the mid-majors, and that seems to be a pretty sketchy designation. But it, it helps those schools because they have teams that have been together longer. But I don't know that that pays off the same way in football. Maybe it could. Maybe it would. That would be a positive if it did. But I'm not 100% sure. Bigger, stronger, faster, bulldozers, Alabama's offensive line moving you out of the way. Well, by its nature, you're getting second teamers who are going to transfer. So they're not, by definition, they're basically not as good. That's why they're leaving. And and basketball, one or two dudes can make a big difference. Yeah. In football, not so much. John says, the only issue I see is that it hurts retention for athletes who overachieve. It's a safe bet that guys like Eric Weddle, Chucky Keaton, and Zach Wilson wouldn't have finished their careers where they started if they were able to move to a more prestigious program for the final year or two. Even now that Utah's in a P5 conference, I'd be really worried about losing a guy like Ty Jordan if he could move to Bama, Ohio State after next year. I agree players need more control, but I also see the potential for this move to turn every program in the country into a little more than a feeder for the likes of Alabama, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Clemson, Texas, and USC. We already know schools are making contact. It's questionable, if not illegal. This would just magnify that to the extreme. I disagree with that uh, about not 100%, but I disagree because it's nothing. I don't know if anything is 100%. But Jalen Johnson turned down SC and Oklahoma. He made a business decision. His goal was to get to the NFL as soon as possible. And he knew at Utah he could start as a freshman because they were losing a bunch of defensive backs. So for him, and I talked to him at the end of this, at the end of his junior year, did you expect this much winning? And he said he didn't know what to expect as far as winning, but it was almost like it was a bonus. He came there because he knew they could get him to the NFL. That was his business decision. It was just Utah was uh, a a condo in the path. It was a Camino to the uh, (laughs) Camino Real. (laughs) It was a Camino to the, uh, you know, the pathway to the division or to the NFL. And that's why he chose it. So Ty Jordan wants to play in the NFL. Yes. Ty Jordan, if you rush, 
uh, the leading rusher and rushed for 1500 yards for three years in a row and you go to the NFL, would you have any regrets? He's going to say no. <laughs> we talked to uh, uh, Johnson twice. Once was late in his freshman year, and that's when he told us. It was after one of Kyle's press conferences. We were indoors. The other time was uh, outdoors after a practice. That was the conversation after junior year. And and he mentioned he'd been recruited by Oklahoma. And at that point, I think Oklahoma was undefeated and, you know, on the verge of going to play. I said, well, any regrets watching how much Oklahoma wins? And he says, no. It wasn't, it wasn't about the winning and the college glory. It was all an investment. And, and the thing I remember from the last time we talked to him and, and talking about uh, I'm leaving, you know, I've, I've got the degree. He clearly had some kind of conversation with his family, you know. And I said, you – you're a college athlete, and you got a degree in three years. Uh, what about you know the experience of living in college and you know the college lifestyle and all this? I don't really have time for that. That was just like he had a plan and he was checking all the boxes, and there was no time for that box, so he didn't check that box. It well, was, it was an investment the whole way, and yeah. it's paid off. He's in the NFL, and it was I mean clear talking to him as a freshman, and then talking to him after his junior year, there was the plan. He executed the plan, and away he goes. I think he left with a kid, so I mean he had time for something else there. But, uh, but I get the point, and I talked to him more than twice. But uh, yeah, so Ty Jordan didn't choose uh, Utah to go to the playoff <laughs> because if that were the case. You know, and Alabama, do they need to recruit Ty Jordan at 5'7"? No. They'll have an NFL running back of their own. Yeah. So I wouldn't worry about the stars leaving they, because they've got their eyes set on the NFL, and why derail that? Ty Jordan has everything that he could possibly want. If he's in here. a system that features him and he's having success, why risk it? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not worried about that. Burroughs and Justin Fields uh, didn't leave because they wanted to play at a better institution. They left because they want to start. It's playing yeah. time. It was playing right. time. Right. And both those kids, one is in the NFL, the other is going to be here in a few months when the draft is in the spring, and away they go. So that's why they – and quarterback being that position to where, you know, one guy plays 95% unless there's ineffectiveness or injury, as opposed to some other positions where you can get on the field for a significant amount of snaps. I mean, you can be a Fotheringham and not be the starting tight end, but yet still see plenty of snaps. And maybe you are the tight end, but uh, I mean, the starter, I think he may have started last game, but starting at that position, it doesn't really matter. And Keithy's going to get enough playing time and they can, go back and forth, especially you can move kids around and give Keithy the ball coming out of the backfield on some types of reverses or whatever you want to call them. So it's easy for those guys or easier if they're good enough to get down the field with quarterback. It's, you know, it's a, it's an exclusive position basically. And so you can see why somebody like a Bentley would come out here to get an opportunity. And, uh, and now we see this Baylor kid. I read that he had interest in Utah uh, because if Bentley leaves and the quarterback position is wide open again, particularly if Rising isn't going to play in spring ball, and you got a freshman that they just got committed yesterday, but the position's wide open. So you can go, you'd be interesting to see if Utah goes down that road some more uh, with the quarterback position. And what, what seems like once you go down that road, you got to be careful because I don't know that you want to go down that road every single time uh, and keep changing over like a Kentucky basketball does. You know, I think it'll be interesting to watch uh, quarterbacks, and I think we already see different attitudes among different quarterbacks. But 
If you're third, you, you want to transfer. Uh, if you're second, you know, are you willing to stay, especially if there's a little separation in grades and separation in the class? You know, if you're a, a freshman behind a junior, especially if there's a chance you leave school, that doesn't seem to be a big deal. If you're second and you're getting reps and you know you're one hit away from playing, if you're a third string, you're a long way away from playing. I mean, it might happen. It happens at some schools some years, but it doesn't happen for most guys who are third string. I just wonder how much quarterbacks, you know, prioritize that. You know, I got a chance to compete. If I'm at least going to be second, and you kind of see it here with the youths this year, right? You transfer, you come in as a grad transfer, and you don't win the job but because of the injury you're playing anyway. And so for Bentley, you know, I, I suppose every quarterback is going to prioritize that differently. But it's kind of interesting. What kind of odds do you want to play there? I mean, Bentley knew Rising was here when he came. Well, yeah, you're not going to have any place where you just walk in and be the, the start of this kid dart here. Okay, he's all that, and he had his moment in the sun, but that's it. Your moment in the sun is over now. You know, you, you're a four-star, whatever star you are. When you get to Los Angeles next uh, summer, whenever you get there, it's about what you do because there's another kid who's got just as much many stars or he's got more stars. So there's going to be competition everywhere, and Slovis is going to be the guy next year. Well, next year, who's to say there's another four or five-star who's now a junior who doesn't want to go there? So great. You got competition and you had your day and ESPN broadcasted it and it was cool and blah, blah, blah. And we saw the shirt and you're caught up in the glitz. I get it. I would do the same thing, but once you get there, are you better than the competition? Cause there's going to be competition. If there's not your program sucks. <laughs> and SC's program doesn't suck. Right. <laughs> and, and it's not just a bringing in another quarterback in this class is a transfer going yeah, to show up? Yeah. And is another guy going to come next year? Man, the competition comes from so many angles. That's what I just said. Yeah. Clay Helton doesn't want to get fired. so No one does. Bring it on. Yeah. All right. Well, most people, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of pushback on this. Most people are uh, all about it. Daniel says if coaches can pick up and walk away at any time, players should be able to do as well. Jake says, yes, it seems wrong not to. Also, once my Aggies have 20-plus starting positions available going into next year, we're going to need that to convince guys to come. <laughs> Jake. Jake lining up transfers to the Aggies. You think there'll yeah. be a lot of recruiting guys off rosters, you know, third parties and all that, and coaches will be able to say, well, I didn't call, he called us. You know how to mention something, mention something to a, uh, a high school coach or a, a family member. Or, I mean, everybody's got somebody they can work through. I think they already, they already do that. That's not, that's not anything new. This isn't going to accelerate it. So you add if I if I drown in one foot of water, and I drown, <laughs> I drown in ten, in feet, ten of water, feet of water. What difference does it make? That's so yes, I think there will be more of them if that's what you're asking. Sure, yeah. Why not? Yeah, there are. Yeah, but it, it's all it's been going on for a good long time. Sun Devil signed ten guys yesterday. Why? Because they want to sign a bunch of veteran guys down the road. Because these are NFL guys that are running the staff, right? And NFL guys know veterans win games, not rookies. And they're running it like a pro model. So let's just call it like it is, right? That's their big thing. We're running it like a pro model. Well, they only signed 10 kids yesterday. Why? Because they want to keep a bunch available for these transfers that want to come. And they want them to be, and then they'll already have experience. So their chances of winning are better with an experienced junior as opposed to an inexperienced no matter how many stars he has as a freshman. Yeah. And they don't, they're not going to get 
that many four and five stars anyway. It's just they never do. None of these schools do. It's the same schools over and over who get these four and five star kids. So why not go down this direction where somebody already has some experience? His body already is a little more mature because we see this all the time. Kids come at 18 and they get in the strength and conditioning and the nutrition. And two years later, depending on what position they, they're playing, they're 50 pounds heavier. And then it's not just bad weight like you and I gain. It is. <laughs> it is well, right. it's, a, it's a Cody Barton story. I mean, Cody's a great example of that. Million of them, but yeah, yeah. sure, fine. Yeah, he yeah, absolutely himself. Yeah, so they go that way. That's what they're doing. Go the pro model. Why not just say, well, well they, they, they can't come out and say, they signed one freaking kid from the state yesterday, one, and his dad played at ASU. That's it. All right? So they're not going to get the local studs. That's a proven fact. And so you got to get these other people out there, and you can maybe get a few of them here and there, but try to go along these lines and get somebody else in. That's that's the pro model. And they, at least to their credit, they call it free agency. They make no bones about it. So everybody wants to win at the highest level. Well, if you keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, you're going to get the same results, which is seven and five, six and six, five and seven. That's who they are. That's who they've been for many, many years. So try to change it. I don't know that it'll ever work to the level they want it, but at least I give them credit for trying to do something different because the same thing isn't working in terms of what you want. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. More football coming up with Brian Keel, former BYU linebacker. He's going to join us at 8 o'clock. Kyle Whittingham is talking about signing day. He's got a press conference coming up at 8.30. You will hear that DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. There are a couple of reasons that I didn't become a doctor. Same reasons you what, didn't become what? a paleontologist. Why do you crack a smile and well, then I'm make just, a joke? I'm just saying, like, yeah, there's a couple of reasons I wasn't a lawyer. Number one, the LSAT scared me. Number two, I thought I'd fail miserably. And number three, I didn't think I was smart enough. So, yeah, there are just a couple of reasons why I didn't become a lawyer. Can I make a point without you attacking me? I'm not attacking you. Like, you've never talked about wanting to be a doctor before. To me, this seems like you were just right on the cusp of going to medical school. And then just these one or two little things came up and made you think, no. I'm not going to do that. Doctor. 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 Can you not attack me? You know, it bugs me when you do that. Doctor. 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 Stop playing that. And doctor. Well, we miss anyone? Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ PK, a clean home is a festive home, and Zero Res has a deal for you. $33 per room for carpet cleaning. Schedule at least three rooms. Get an extra room clean for free. Schedule with Zero Res today. Call them at 801-288-9376. Utah Jazz are playing tonight against the Clippers in L.A. It is the final preseason game. we got a question up. What are your expectations for the Jazz? And PK people are throwing out a lot of numbers. Got to remember, it's uh, it's going to be 72 games, not 82. So, as Brian says, I was going to say 55 wins, but they're only playing 72 games. So, I'm going to go with 48. They'll be better than last year. I'm thinking Western Conference Finals for the first time since 2007. Wow, that'd be awesome. That's about uh, seven or eight more wins than Vegas is plotting out for them right now. 
48 would be a big number. That's about where they parked the Lakers and Clippers, so they have one, two again. Tony says, get us to the Western Conference Finals if we stay healthy. He thinks 56-58 wins is plausible. He's forgotten they're not playing 82 games. Not playing 82 games, Tony. You're going to have to dial that back. (laughs) I was going to say, yeah. (laughs) Most of the teams in the West, they had, uh, when I was looking at those preseason over-under predictions, they had like half a dozen teams between like 42 and 38 games, which is basically 42 and 38 wins, which is basically nothing. You know, just a hyper-competitive West beating itself up. You were talking yesterday about the Suns that, well, you can't count on 3-0 and versus Phoenix anymore because you play them three times. They got enough talent. Booker goes off and the other guys are good enough that they'll get a game off you if you play them three times. And that's the kind of stuff that starts pulling your win total back. And how much separation is there uh, with some of these teams, the Blazers and the Nuggets and the Jazz and the Warriors. I mean, they're gonna, the Warriors are going to be back. They're not, they're not going to have Clay Thompson. So this isn't 73 Warriors stuff, but they're, they're not going to be terrible either. I would agree. Tyson, however, thinks the Jazz are going to be terrible. They will continue to lose. They're going to lose their fan base, and the team will eventually leave Utah. There's some doom and gloom, Tyson. Well, the that only thing f- I want to know out of Tyson, did he spell lose correctly? As a matter of fact, he did. There was only one okay. O. Only uh, one O. That's Tyson a start. nailed it. That's, that's really, I, would, I would venture to say that this uh, transfer of ownership is actually going to solidify their position in Salt Lake City and Utah even more than it was because the, the Miller family grew to be basketball fans. This guy, Ryan Smith, is coming into it already a hardcore fan. I think maybe that's just me speculating and dreaming. Uh, but to me, that solidifies the commitment to the state. So it's stronger. Not that it wasn't very strong before. I'm just trying to differentiate that. And Larry has said this. They weren't necessarily really fans of the NBA at the time but he wanted to keep the team here. This is not brand new news. This is actually 30 year old news. And Ryan Smith obviously has been a big time fan of the jazz long before it entertained his mind that he could be a possible owner. Maybe it didn't. Maybe he dreamed of owning the team when he was 15 years old. Maybe I'm, I don't know. I don't, I don't, maybe I'm talking out of line here, but to me that strengthens the commitment and it already was extremely strong. Now I believe it's stronger. So, but that, that's that's sort of stupid to talk about now because we're talking about the team uh, and and how good it can be this season. That that's the issue at hand, not whether they're going to move twenty five years from now or what have you, whatever. So this team here is it going to be better? Is it going to be as good? Is it going to be better? How much better? That's the discussion. That's the goal here. That's what they're trying to do. Uh, and you talk about the the Suns, how it's not a gimme to just slaughter them. Uh, so I, last night they were playing the Lakers, and it was on NBA TV. I don't know if you watched any of it, but I was flicking around, and I was watching some of it, particularly early, because I had I'd heard Frank Vogel was saying that he was going to play Anthony Davis and LeBron James early in the game. So I figured there wasn't as much point to watch it in the second half as opposed to watching in the first. So I was watching in the first half. Well, NBA TV, they just picked up the Suns broadcast. Uh, what's his face? Eddie Johnson is the you know the sharpshooter. He's mm-hmm. the guy who does the color comes. I don't know who the play-by-play guy is. But they're talking about the Suns being a top four. I'm thinking, man, 
they're, they're going crazy here. I, I don't see that at all, but they're looking at it from their perspective with the uh, Chris Paul addition and the maturity of Andre or DeAndre Ayton and what have you. And maybe they can get there. But, man, I'm thinking, wow, that seems outrageous. Top four. It does. Uh, everybody has Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets penciled into the top four. Now, any team can be gutted by injuries. The Lakers, who just won the title a year earlier, LeBron gets hurt, and they're not even a playoff team. We saw the Warriors, not even a playoff team. Anyone can get gutted by injuries. But right now, it seems like three of the top four, there is, as you like to say, unity in the community, at least in the basketball prediction community, that those are three of the top four. So who do you got as – all right, so we'll put that there for sake of argument. I'll agree with you, right? Yeah. So we got that. Now, what who a, are the contenders for the fourth spot? Well, what about the Jazz? What about the Blazers? What about okay, the what about, Mavericks? That's what, that's what I'm asking. What about yeah, the Mavericks? I mean, I think Houston uh, and Oakland – or Houston and Oakland. Houston and Oklahoma City are probably going to drop. I'm not ruling the, ruling the Warriors out as a top four team. Okay, fine. That's I, what I'm asking. I got to see them. Um, you know, there's there's been a lot of change there, and how you know yeah. how much is Steph Curry? Is he still Steph Curry? Is it going to take a month or two before hey. he looks like a magician out there, or is it going to be night one and he's just going to start going for forty and he's going to carry that team? And these are questions that we can all guess at now, but then after we all authoritatively say it because we're guys and we know sports, we'll turn on the TV to see if we're right. Well, I watched him play the Kings the other night. That was on TNT. Uh, what are we today? Thursday. So what was that Tuesday? Uh, he looked like like he was Steph Curry. The only difference he had the what the cornrows on on his head. Yeah. So I mean, you don't you don't get cornrows to not make the playoffs. Memphis thinks they're going to be better, like Phoenix. You know, they think somebody they should be better. Yeah. So they were John, what, they John were Morant's nine. in his second year. Yeah, they were nine. So but I don't put them as fourth. I don't either. But if we watch a Memphis broadcast, we might hear them do it. You never know. I have a hard time putting Dallas at fourth because of the injury to Porzingis. It doesn't seem like we can predict how many games he's going to be able to play in any given right. year. And he's had now, he's a young fellow still, but obviously he's had significant injuries that have caused him to miss the season, that have caused him to miss playoff games, when playoff games matter so much more than regular season games. And if you can't go in a playoff game, it's not because – you know, you have a toe ache, usually. It's something serious, I would assume, uh, anyway. And so that, to me, causes me to have some caution. Not the fact that uh, Doncic isn't great, but it's more Porzingis' health. All right, Brian Keel, former BYU linebacker, is going to join us next. We'll talk uh, UCF and Boca Raton Bowl with him. Kyle Whittingham, press conference coming up at 8.30. The U coach on his recruiting class. We will hear from him as well. Right now, time to welcome in Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. Andrew, good morning. Hello, good morning to you guys. So, Andrew, you've got uh, you got guys calling you who are tired of the pill. And for guys who don't know, there are good reasons to veer away from that. Yeah, there really are. I haven't met anybody that, when we're talking about erectile dysfunction, wants to take a pill. Uh, the side effects, that'd be the first thing to talk about, the headaches, the blurred vision. Then there's a pretty large portion of the population that don't get a result with the pill at all, or they're finding that they have to take more and more of it as time goes on. And then the third thing is the lack of spontaneity. We really want on-demand function in the bedroom. And as far as I know, the treatments at Wasatch Medical Clinic, 
the acoustic wave therapy is the only thing that treats the root cause problem of ED, damaged blood vessels. It restores normal blood flow, so you do get the on-demand function. You get the increased frequency in the bedroom, and you do not have to take the pill any longer. So when a patient's talk to you, what kind of feedback do you get? Well, they generally are skeptical. <laughs> Initially, everybody says, is this really going to work? I point them to the clinical studies, Cambridge. There's 40 studies that have been done. The feedback that we get is generally a breath of fresh air after going through the treatments, restoring normal function, and getting the spontaneity back. So if people want to get a hold of you, how do they do it? You can go to wasatchmedicalclinic.com, or if this is sounding pretty good to you, you want to put a stop to the ED, uh, get the intimacy back, call us now. The assessment with the doctor, the screening, we're going to do that all for free, and we're going to throw in a little holiday gift. It produces instant results in the bedroom. That's kind of a miracle worker, I call it. It's all free. All right, you can claim that offer right now by calling 801-901-8000. Wasatch Medical at 801-901-8000. The number is 801-901-8000. Andrew, thanks a lot.